a rush. I had barely spoken to anyone on my crew team, and while no one had said anything directly to me, I caught every stare, every whisper. Despite the dean's best efforts, word had spread that the man arrested the previous day was my father. I wanted to scream. Carlos had meant to humiliate me, and he'd succeeded. Next to his fists, humiliation was his favorite weapon. My duffel bag slapped against my back as I hurried through the athletic center, my steps slowing as I passed a group of soccer players. Isn't that Leti Tres Santos? The girl in the center asked her teammates, the one whose tripped out father beat up the campus police. I whirled around. Yep, that's me. They exchanged stunned glances. They hadn't expected me to respond and weren't prepared for my reaction. Anything else you want to know? Three of them shut their mouths. It was easy for them to talk. Their fathers hadn't arrived out of control. Their fathers weren't ex-cons in and out of jail, and their fathers hadn't spent a lifetime hurting them. I couldn't say the same. Carlos had arrived on campus only one other time, demanding money for drugs. If there hadn't been witnesses, he would have struck me for denying him. My father was many things, an addict, bipolar, and an all-around asshole. Stupid was not one of his traits, so he'd left, but not before calling me a bitch in front of my friends. One of the other girls shrugged. Melody didn't mean anything by it, she said. She was just asking. There are better things to ask about, I responded. I stormed away. My mind insisted I should let the comments and attention roll off my back. St. Jude's was a small private college with a little more than 2,000 students living on campus. Word traveled fast, and when the rest of the students arrived in two days' time, it would travel even faster. But eventually, everyone would forget except maybe me. I pushed open the glass doors that led out of the athletic center. Two girls walking toward the building with volleyballs tucked under their arms saw me as I stepped out. One motioned to me with a jerk of her chin and spoke quietly to her friend. Gee, I wonder what they're talking about. I continued forward without another glance their way. I couldn't fight everyone in the world. It was too damn exhausting. So I cut left in the direction of the soccer field where a few players remained. Although I wasn't anywhere near them, they stopped kicking the ball to watch me as I passed. Shame made me want to cower and lower my head. Instead, I forced my chin up. I was a tough Philly girl, after all, even though I was all but sobbing on the inside. I trained my eyes ahead toward where the athletics field ended and cross-country trails leading into the woods began. If I could just make it there, I'd find some solace from the whispers and judgmental stares. At least, that was what I'd hoped. The late August breeze rustled the leaves in the trees just as I stepped onto the trail, fanning my long, dark hair around me. I breathed in deep, enjoying the fresh air and the quiet surroundings. Despite the drama of the previous day and the negative attention it had brought me, I really loved it here and preferred the campus's remote location to Philly's loud streets and obnoxious hustle. Located in a small town just outside Allentown, St. Jude's was surrounded by acres of one of two things— woods or cornfields. The cross-country trails weaving through the woods served the athletes for one hell of an endurance run, and underage drinkers for a place to hold their illegal keg parties. You could be spun out of your mind, but if you followed any path, it would lead you out to the sports fields or to the main road. The cornfields were mostly used for hooking up or for freshman initiation, where first-year students streaked through the tall stalks in exchange for $5 t-shirts. I shouldn't have grinned, considering my day, except that I did. The cornfield streak was the first time Brody and I had seen each other naked. And yeah, 
we still wore our $5 t-shirts. My smile faded. Brody. God, Brody. What was I going to do about him? He was sweet and smart and good to me, but I wasn't good for him, even though I really wanted to be. My anxious steps slowed the more I thought of him. We'd met in chemistry class at the beginning of our freshman year. He introduced himself as only Brody could by nailing me in the head with a crumpled ball of paper. I'd glared at him over my shoulder. Do that again and I'll kick your ass, pretty boy, I'd warned. He'd smirked. You think I'm pretty? No, I think you're hotter than Alex Pettifer standing in hell, I didn't say. Instead, pretty damn obnoxious was my response. I turned around when the prof stepped into the lecture hall, stiffening when I'd heard paper crumpling behind me. I'd booted my laptop, certain he wouldn't have the stones, when another ball of paper bounced off my head. Like a knee-jerk reaction?